Hi, welcome to The Bug Plug, a podcast about all things insects, arachnids, arthropods, creepies, and crawlies. I'm Kaylee, and today we're learning about the pus caterpillar. Before we get into it, I want to apologize for background noise. The dogs are in here with me today, um, and they're little tippy-tapping on the floor might get picked up by the microphone, so I do apologize. Okay, last week I saw so many articles about these pus caterpillars, so naturally I had to see what all the fuss was about. Turns out these little guys are one of the most venomous caterpillars in the United States. So I guess that's what the fuss was about. What if I just ended the episode there? I'm not, but that would be funny. Like, I figured it out. We're done. Goodbye. So the pus caterpillar is the larva form of the southern flannel moth. It can be found along the east coast from Florida up to New New Jersey and as far west as like Texas. They can also be found in parts of Europe, China, and North Africa. They are most active in the United States from April to August. So I guess they just got done being super active. The caterpillars look like lumps of hair and the moths are so fluffy they're very cute the hairs on the caterpillars are actually spines that distribute their venom that causes an intense burning pain swelling vomiting and fever the term pus caterpillar isn't because their venom causes pus which is what i originally thought it was i mean that makes sense right it's actually because it resembles a cat with its fur and like kind of tail-like structure. Those spines are hollow with a venom gland at the base, allowing the toxin to travel to your skin quickly, which is terrifying. You can't name something after a cat and it be terrifying. That That's just wrong. Once again, they should ask for my input naming these things. According to a study I read while doing my research for this episode, The envenomation, which is such a fun word, uh, caused by the caterpillars are a rising health concern. Like it's becoming a serious thing because the only real thing doctors can do are relieve like the symptoms, so the swelling and the pain. But unfortunately that's led to some deaths from caterpillar venom. So yeah, it's like a rising thing in the medical community is like dealing with the venom from venomous caterpillars. So that's exciting. My favorite fact I learned this week is that the pus caterpillars scientific name translates to large rump. Isn't that hilarious? It comes from the caterpillar's body looking like it has a tail. That's literally the only reason. Uh, That's a good name. I would not have given it a better name than that. That's that's a good one. So they have two broods a year, making them bivaltine. I think I said that right. Sometimes I say things, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing them right. The females typically mate the first night they emerge from their cocoon, and they lay eggs like the following night. So they have a busy week. And then the eggs hatch in six to eight days. The eggs will hatch into the larvae that go through somewhere between 5 and 10 instars, or growth stages. The first few stages, they don't look like hairy masses, but they grow into that form. 
They are still venomous at all instars, but get more painful the larger they are. They start out around one millimeter long, which is tiny, and they end up being about four centimeters before undergoing their metamorphosis. So that's not very big. All the pictures I saw made them look huge, but they're not very big. Their cocoon has a little hair lump on the back, and I think that's pretty funny. It's very on brand for them. And then they'll emerge from their cocoon in about 16 days. The moth that emerges, I mean, they're tiny. Their wingspans are between like two and a half to 2.6 centimeters. So again, they're very small. And the females are slightly larger than the males, but not enough to really make a difference. After emerging, the flannel moths will live for like four to seven days. So again, they have a busy week. The moths still have very venomous, painful hairs. So even though they're so cute, avoid touching them. I know it's hard. They're fluffy and they're small. They have these like feather-like antenna. If I saw one, I would 100% try to pet it, even though I know they're venomous. I, I struggle with not petting things that look fluffy. It's fluffy. It's, it's made to be petted. Why does it look like friend if it's not a friend? Anyway, they don't actively attack people, but most people are injured by them when they brush up against them or pick them up while removing leaves or if you're me, just actively trying to pet them. If stung, it's recommended that you wash the area, apply ice, and use a hydrocortisone cream. The spines are used as a defense against potential predators, but they also help the caterpillars regulate body temperature and hydration levels, since they help insulate shade and buffer the effects of strong wind on the little tender body within. I think it's funny when you look at them and they're just a massive hair. Like, there's a structure under all that hair. I also think that with those really fluffy cats. Like, there's an actual cat under all that hair. It's crazy. Um, one thing that's really important if you do get stung by these, a lot of times the spines will stay in your hand. So the washing of the hands is important because, in theory, that gets rid of the spines. But always take a look at where you got envenomized, was that the word that I thought was cool? Um, and make sure there's no spines left. If there are, you'll need to use tweezers and get them out, which sounds awful. They are most often found on trees like oak, elm, maple, and sycamore. The caterpillars will eat the foliage, build their cocoons on the branches, and the moths stay relatively close to that same area. So if you're walking, so if you're working in a wooded area, it's best to wear gloves and look before removing branches, tree limbs, that's the same thing, leaves, that sort of thing. It's best to know what lives in your yard if you have pets, as the venom from the pest caterpillar and the flannel moth can affect your furry friends. This is not the first venomous caterpillar we've talked about. So it's important to just sort of know what you have in your yard, both before you do your yard work and just in general if you have little furry friends that go out or kids. It just know what's in your yard. Take, take a lap. Take a look around. Um, I don't think I have these in my yard. I think I would notice, but you never know. 
I've never actively looked for masses of hair on my trees. I think I will. Like I said, their cocoons have a little hair patch on the back, so it's pretty obvious that it's theirs. Um, several episodes ago, we talked about the difference between butterfly and moth cocoons, chrysalises. Um, remember the butterflies dangle off of a branch or a structure where the moths are like fully attached to the structure? So if you see a fully attached cocoon with the hair on the back, it's probably one of these. I don't know that the cocoon will hurt you if you touch it. Better safe than sorry. Use gloves. Uh, will it pet? No. They don't live for very long. They're venomous. Just no. Alright, let's recap and close this one out. Pus caterpillars are one of the most venomous caterpillars in the United States, but they can also be found in other parts of the world. The caterpillars look like masses of hair, and the moths look thick and fluffy. They're so cute. Uh, we do have pictures up on our Instagram at bugplugpod if you don't want to just Google it. Um, but I definitely recommend taking a look at them because the caterpillars don't look like anything. It looks like just a hairball on a leaf. And then the moths are adorable. Their venom hurts, so take precautions when working in areas that they may live, like near trees. That'll do it for this episode. Thanks for learning with me today. I'll see you next week here on the Bug Plug Podcast. Thank you.